Today's program is furnished by Speak the Word Ministries. If God says it, that settles it. And there should be absolutely no reason to doubt that just absolutely should be your confession. If God said it, that settles it. But do we believe it? Speak the Word. It's time to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to teach God's Word and encourage the body of believers. Speak the Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe, continuing her message titled, Real Faith, Mental Ascent. Speak the Word. A lot of times you're thinking that you're in real faith when you're really not, you're in hope. And we're going to talk about that. The condition referred to as mental ascent happens when one tries to act as if they are in faith when, all, when they're really still in hope. I believe this will explain why so many are not getting answers to their prayers, not receiving their healing. They think they're be, not and, and receiving their healing because they think they're in real faith, but are actually in mental ascent, still in hope, still operating from their five senses. You're operating from your five senses when you are operating from what you feel, what you think, and what you see, taste, or hear. So most people are basing it on what, how they feel as to whether they're healed or not. And that's operating in sense knowledge and mental assent, and that's, it's not real faith. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about real faith. Today I'm talking about real faith versus mental assent or sense knowledge. Mental assent agrees that the Bible is true from cover to cover, that it came from God and every word is true. They believe in the Bible, they believe that God wrote the Bible, and they believe in it from cover to cover. But yet when crisis come, it does not work. Think about that. You believe in the Bible, you say you believe in it from cover to cover. But are you really? In other words, the person recognizes that the Word of God is true, but does not act on it. Faith acts. That's how you know you're in faith. If you believe something, you're going to act on it. If you don't believe it, you're not going to act on it. You're just going to say, hmm, that sounds good. I think I might try that sometime. But, you know, we can't, we're in a war against the darkness and the principalities of this world. You're going to have to put forth some faith and some effort in that faith. You're going to have to open up this trap of yours and start saying what God says and fighting that battle and standing strong on what God's word says and, uh, and declare that no devil in hell is going to come against you that you've got the power and authority over him, that you are the one that has the power, you're the one that has the authority. You know, if you're out here on the street, we were out there and they were doing a road stop and a policeman stand out there, hold up his hands, all he had to do, and we got to stop. We see that uniform, and we're going to stop. We're not going to question it. But we have to understand that Satan, we have that power too. You know, the, the we're going to do that because the policeman's not doing it. But he's backed by the state, or the county, or the city, or what, or all. We're backed up by the God of heavens, the Lord of the heavens' armies. And we don't have to do all of that work either. We just have to know who we are in Christ Jesus. Are you hearing me? We've got that power. We need to start thinking that way. We need to change the way we think, and change the way that we act. 
Like I said, hope says I will get it sometimes. Faith says I have it now. Sense knowledge, faith says when I see it, as Brother Craig was saying, when I feel it, I will know that I have it. Mental ascent says it's beautiful. I know that I should have it, but for some reason, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand why I didn't get it. How many times have you had people come up to, you know, I can't count the times that I've had people come up and pray for me, you know, or get, get prayer. And they don't understand why they're not being healed. And I have prayed for some, you know, several nights in a row. The same person. They didn't get it the first night. They're not going to get it the third night. That you have to receive. You have to receive. Saints, when we doubt our Father, we doubt His Word. That's why we don't have it. Because we doubt our Father, we doubt the Word. Luke one thirty seven says in the American Standard Bible, For no word from God shall be void of power in the Greek translation. And please hear me. There are so many of God's children praying and looking for a breakthrough in their situations, but nothing seems to be happening. I want you to learn. One of the reasons why nothing is happening is because you're praying and hoping. You need to be praying and receiving. You might want to write that down. You, you don't even want to be praying and hoping that something's going to happen, because I hear that a lot, and I'm sure most people and pastors do. Pastor, I'm really hoping... I'm really hoping, but you have to be praying and receiving. Have faith when you pray. God hears. He says He does. If you pray it in faith and use His Word, you've got to use His Word. When you pray to our Father, you have to use His Word. Find a scripture that backs up what you're asking Him for and pray for it, and then He, he honors His Word. He'll back it up. I want you to learn today to release your faith today, to experience the healing power of God in your life or anything else that you might be here in need of today. And know that real faith is the result of the Word dwelling in you. And also know that God is not a respecter of persons, and if it worked for your friend, it's going to work for you too. Keep in mind that sense knowledge, your five senses, will fight you every step of the way. They're going to fight you so that they can hold you into the realm of things seen, felt, and heard. Your five senses are going to do battle with you because when you're trying to hold on to being real faith, the enemy is going to do his best to get you to focus on your feelings, your symptoms, and what you can see. Anything, in other words, he's going to try to get you to focus on anything in the natural. In the natural. Anything that you see in the natural is in the senses, is in the sense realm. That's one way to remember that. Anything that you can see is in the senses, the sense realm. God works in the supernatural. He, does. he never ceases working. When you're asleep, He's not sleeping. The Bible says He neither sleeps nor slumbers. Amen. So He's always a working. And when you're planting those seeds, as Brother Craig was saying earlier, you plant those seeds. Um, he doesn't sleep. You go to, the Bible says the, man, the farmer goes to bed at night and knows not how. He knows not how that seed comes up. He just knows that he puts it in the ground and it's going to come up. And we see, that's where we have to be today. We have to plant the Word of God. We've got to plant that seed in us. Go to bed. Don't worry about it. Don't know how it's going to come up or how that solution, that situation is going to be handled. But we know it's going to be handled because we planted the right seed. We planted the Word of God. And He is going to honor that Word. It might be tomorrow. It might be next month. It might be next year. But it is going to come up. And it could be like crabgrass. It could come up in a week, or it could be like another grass that takes months. 
You know, we don't, you know, you know, you can't try to figure it out on your own. You don't have that ability. As I think I had that somewhere in my message. You don't have the ability to do that. But you have to have the faith to know that God honors his word. And his word, according to Luke, is a seed. He likens his word to the seed. So you are going to get what you plant. You're not going to get anything different. That would be a mess if the farmer went out there and planted all, like I said, all that corn and all that cotton came up. He'd be surprised. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Like I said, the devil's always trying to get you to trust your five senses over the Word of God. In other words, Satan keeps telling you that if you were healed, you would know it by how you feel. But that's not true. That is a lie from hell. Real faith is the evidence of things not seen, according to Hebrews 11.1, 1, right? So you won't necessarily feel healed immediately. The Bible says they shall recover. We were talking about that earlier. Recovery might be a few minutes or a few days, or it could be longer. However, faith continues to stand. Faith continues to stand no matter how long it takes. If it takes a week or a minute, two hours, you got to stand. Our faith is also determined by our confessions. The devil hears us making those negative confessions about sickness and poverty. And let me tell you something, saints. He doesn't forget. Satan's got a great memory. And he never forgets anything he hears you say. As a matter of fact, you probably say things that he never even thought of. You give him ideas. Things that maybe he hasn't even thought of. But we, we speak it. And he gets it. When you confess doubt, it gets stronger. Whatever you're confessing, it, it's going to get stronger. If you confess like, it's going to stop your finances right there in its tracks from coming. If you're having trouble with your finances today, and you are going around poor mouthing to your coworkers or your friends or your family about uh, you can't meet this payment and you can't meet that, and in other words, you, you're speaking like, you, the enemy, uh, what he's trying to do is to keep you from getting whatever it is you need. And so as long as you speak that word, you're sowing those seeds. They're going out into the atmosphere, and you're going to get what you're sowing. So you're sowing like, so you can only get like back. So it may not seem like it makes much sense because God's law is always opposite from the world's way of thinking. So you need to speak prosperity. You need to declare that, that, the, that the amount of money that you need for your rent or your house or your car or, or whatever or, or, or a, a raise on your job, you know. Uh, ask God, you know, to give you favor with your boss, to give you new creative ideas uh, on your work or or that he knows, the Bible says in Matthew, that he knows you need these things before you ever ask him in the first place. So he knows and he's aware of these needs. And, and the enemy is aware of these needs too. And that's why he wants you to speak lack or sickness so he can keep it coming back. If, you, if you're sowing seeds of sickness, then seeds of sickness are going to come back upon you. Lack is going to come back upon you. But if you will speak health and wellness... And if you will speak finances and prosperity, because the Lord says in 3 John that he wishes above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. That's his desire for you. And he says, those that love me will not like for any beneficial thing. And so paying your rent or having a good job is a beneficial thing, at least while you're here on earth. When you get to heaven, you know, a lot of people just focus on going to heaven, but you got to live here until you go there. And the Lord says you can live an abundant life. Yeah. 
He said, the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you an abundant life. So if you are abundant life, if you don't know what an abundance is, abundance is when you have more than enough for yourself and to have enough to give to others. And so if you don't have enough to give to others, then you're not living the abundant life. So I don't mean to be stepping on anybody's toes, but that's what the Bible says. And sometimes we need somebody to shake us and wake us up. I know there was a time when I was a widow living on a fixed income, but I was still giving, and I was still doing, and I had a jail ministry, prison ministry for about 11 years, and I was buying Bibles and glasses and everything for these inmates, you know, and my sister said to me, she said, well, Joe, uh, she says you're buying all these stuff for the inmates. I didn't have to at the prison because they furnished them, but the jail you did. And she said, you need, because some people can't keep track of everything they do. You know, and when you're doing that, you're not trusting the Lord. And I didn't realize that. He, he, he pointed that out to me many years ago, before I got an abundance. When I was still given, even though I didn't have an abundance, you give out of what you've got. And um, my sister said to me, she said, you know, Joe, she said, you probably should keep account of that. You know, you write that down, you know, when you're buying those Bibles and glasses. I was buying them by the case, you know, the Bibles, and I was ordering them online. And so I thought, well, I've never done that before. Uh, but, you know, we can be influenced by those that we love. And primarily the ones that we love the most and our friends are the ones that the enemy is going to send to us to influence us. Think about that. Because he knows you're not going to listen to anybody else, but you might listen to your sister or your friend and <laughs> because you trust them. And they don't mean any harm. I'm just saying the enemy will work through anybody. It's like God will work through anyone, right? But she said, you need to keep a track of that, you know, and that way you can count it off on your taxes. I mean, like I made enough that it made any difference. <laughs> <laughs> but I did what my sister told me to do. So I got me a little notebook, and I put it in my purse, and every time I'd buy a case of Bibles, every time I went to the dollar store and got four or five pair of uh, reading glasses or pencils or clothes or whatever, because I bought them clothes, you know, because they would get locked up maybe, and they didn't have anything to, you know, maybe got locked up when it was warm, and then it's cold, so they need a coat, you know, or some pants. And uh, so I'd buy them. I kept a crown of it. And um, so about three months later, the Lord spoke to me so just like almost audible, and he said, when did you stop trusting me? And I thought, hmm, when did you stop trusting me? And I thought, Lord, I'll never stop trusting you. And I, he was letting me know right away that I was not trusting him. I was trusting this little old piece of paper down here with maybe got me $50 back or something. <laughs> you know, and I'm serving the God that owns it all. <laughs> all the cattle on a thousand hills. <laughs> and I'm keeping track of my little bitty stuff, you know. And, you know, and it didn't take, he didn't have to tell me twice. I, I got it out of my purse and went and threw it in a trash can. And since then, I've never kept track of anything. It's kind of like my husband. You know, we help. We, we donate and contribute to a lot of causes and, a lot of, and give to a lot of people. But we pray that the Lord will help us not to remember. I don't remember. I don't want to remember that I helped that person. I don't remember that I did that. Uh, the only way I can remember, actually, if I sit down and thought about it. And I don't want to do that. You just want to. Just trust that the Lord is going to provide for you. And, and I know from experiences, the more I give, the more it pours back in. And, and I went from lack to a life of abundance. Because the Lord says that he will bless you 
that he will bless you so that you can be a blessing and, be, and give unto others. He said, I'll make you a blessing that you can be a blessing and dispense good to others. So he's not blessing you so you can hoard it for your own personal things. He's giving it to you for the kingdom, for the help others. When you're helping others, you're helping the kingdom of God. So when you see a brother and sister in need, you need to help them and not question where you should or not. If, if, if you look at them, you've got the real in, one little inkling that you need to do that, just go ahead and do it. And you might say, well, I don't have that. I know not long ago, uh, the Lord impressed upon me, and I think I said this before, to help this one person in a situation. And I thought, okay. <laughs> and I told David, he said, go ahead. And, uh, and so I guess maybe a week later, uh, the Lord gave me back one and a half times. Wow. <laughs> and sometimes he has given me a hundredfold return, you know, on my investment. As a matter of fact, the house I live in is a hundredfold. And it's not a mansion. It's a nice house, but it's not a mansion. But, it, but the enemy stole mine. He, he, took, he took the house, took some of my family, took my husband. He took a lot. But God is good and he's gracious. If you will stay in faith and trust him when all the odds are against you. But if you will trust the one true God, no matter what it is you need from him today, he will make sure that you get it. And there's no doubt in my mind about it. And there ain't no devil in hell that can stop it. Not a devil in hell that can stop God from blessing you. He can open up the windows of heaven right now and pour out blessings on you that you won't have time to retain it all. You won't have room to retain it all. And I'll tell you something else. He said in the Old Testament, he said the blessings will come upon you and chase you down the street. But I'll tell you this, so many people today are chasing after the blessings and, and they're outrunning them. The blessings are outrunning you. He said the blessings will come upon you and overtake you. But you're chasing so much after the blessings that you're just passing over the blessings. I hope you get that. You've got to trust the Lord. When you confess doubt, like I said, it gets stronger. And listen to this. According to Revelation 12, 11, they overcame him with the word. That's what the Bible says in Revelation 12, 11. They conquered the devil with the words or their testimony. Think about that. And that, beloved, is exactly how you and I are going to conquer him. We're going to conquer him with the word of God the same way that Jesus Christ did. When Jesus was in the garden, when Jesus conquered Satan with words, remember what he told uh, Satan in the garden? He says, when he was being tempted, Jesus told Satan, he said, it is written that man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, according to Luke 4, 4. Saints, a spiritual law that few have recognized is that our confessions rules us. Our faith is measured by our confession, and sooner or later, we become what we confess. We unconsciously go down to the level of our confessions. We cannot rise above our confession, saints. But there is also another side to that. You can rise you can change the way you talk and the words coming out of your mouth and you can rise above your confession or else you're going to go down to the level of your confession. What is a confession? It is saying what God's word says about a certain thing. Hebrews says in 1023 in the New King James, he said, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. 
Faith holds fast to the confession of the word. Sense knowledge holds fast to the confession of physical evidence, feelings, and what you see. That's what it holds fast to. When you act the word and speak the word, God will be in his word. When you speak the word and you act the word, God will be in his word. Saints, I'm so hoping to get you to thinking about what your confessions have been. And if they have not lined up with God's word, how you, you know, I want to let you know that you can turn that situation around by coming into agreement with him. I find that most people, from my experience, don't recognize the value of their words and the impact that they have on their lives. I don't even think, I think if a person was to realize the impact of the words that they were having on their lives and those around them, they would be more careful about what they say. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us in Matthew that you're going to be held accountable for every non-working word that you speak. Every word that comes out of our mouths, we are going to be held accountable for those words. But like I said, I don't think that most people value the words. They don't give much thought to their words. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. It may help you to understand that according to 1 John 4, 17, that as Jesus is, so are we in this earth. So therefore, your words are spirit and life too. According to Proverbs 18.21 in the God Word translation, it says the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love to talk will have to eat their own words. Wow. You know, that's some pretty strong words, but it's so true, according to Mark 11.23, because he said you can have whatsoever you say. If you believe in your heart and doubt not, he said you can have what you say. And, and you are getting what you say. Give that some thought this afternoon. You might say, well, how did I get into this situation? How did I get here? You got there by what you, by your, what you said. You called it like you're calling your puppy, and it came. But if you'll start calling those things to be not as though they were, the Bible tells us to call those things to be not as though they were, as though they are. He says, then those things are going to change, and you're going to get what he says, and you're not going to get the other. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. This has been Speak the Word, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled, The Weapons of a Warrior. A Soldier's Handbook for Spiritual Warfare. Do you want to win your spiritual battles against Satan's attacks? In this book, The Weapons of a Warrior, she teaches that when you're in a faith battle, you are there to invade, not retreat. Are you prepared to stand with God at all costs? Pastor Joe shares how God equips you with strength, wisdom, and discernment through His Spirit to stay strong, not only in spiritual warfare, but in daily living. 
Today, we'd like to send you Pastor Joe's book, The Weapons of a Warrior, a soldier's handbook for spiritual warfare, with your love gift to speak the word ministries of any amount. We're suggesting a gift of $20 or more. Write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or make a tax-deductible donation to Speak the Word Ministries with your debit or credit card at 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. Now, here again is Pastor Joe. Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Joe. And I want to let you know again just how special you are and how much you mean to me and this ministry. And I want to thank you, too, for your continued support. It means so much to me, saints. And I want you to remember, brothers and sisters, that what you do for the Lord is because of your love for Him. You don't have to do things to gain God's love, for you already have His love. And saints, I would also like to take this opportunity to ask you to pray about becoming a partner with Speak the Word Ministry. If you're being blessed or fed by this ministry, I pray you will consider sowing into this ministry. Also remember, if you'd like to have one of my CDs and you don't have the funds for it, it doesn't matter. You just call me and I'll be happy to send it to you free of charge. Remember, too, that you can go over to my website, joanneramsey.com, and you can download any of my prayers or messages free of charge. The main thing is, I don't want you to ever be without God's Word, okay? Praise God. And remember, saints, there is power in the spoken Word of God. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening, and join us next time here on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the word, the word of God Against the word